Section seventeen of Good Morning, Boys and Girls by Reverend Thomas J. Hostey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. On trial for your life. Good morning, boys and girls. I wonder if any of you remember the Kefauver Committee. I wouldn't ask you if it weren't for the fact that for weeks that committee was on television for about six hours every day. I'm sure that it kept you from watching some of your favorite programs, like Howdy Doody, Kukla, Fran and Ollie, and Hop Along Cassidy. It was all broadcast on the radio, too. If you don't remember it, though, I bet your mother or father could tell you all about it. Kefarver is the name of the United States Senator from Tennessee, who was the head of a group of senators who spent many months in investigating crime, and especially gambling, throughout the country. For quite a while the committee was on television, and everyone was interested in watching them at their work. Some men guessed that as many as fifteen million people listened to and watched the investigation on television sets. I'll bet a great number of you watched it, too, so that you could get a good look at some of the big-shot gamblers and racketeers. I saw parts of the investigation myself, and I found it very interesting. But it suggested something even more interesting to me, and I would like to share that thought with you. The men on the crime committee did their very best in examining the witnesses who appeared before them to get at the truth. But sometimes I strongly suspected, and so did millions of other people who were listening in, that some of the witnesses were not telling the whole truth. You couldn't blame the committee members. They couldn't uncover all the things which were in another man's mind. No judge on earth could possibly do that. It is true that the law severely punishes lying on the witness stand. That is known as perjury but still we know that some people lie in court. Now here is the thought that struck me. Some day, each one of these men will have to appear in judgment before a judge who cannot be fooled. Someone will judge them, who is able to read their mind, and who knows exactly what they did, when they did it, and why they did it. Who can tell me the name of that judge? Yes, that is correct. The great judge who will judge them is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But let's not forget... He isn't going to judge only those men. He is going to judge every single human being who ever lived, and that includes you and me. Who can tell me the name of the prayer which we recite very often, in which we say that we believe in that judgment? No, it's not the Confidior. I'll give you a hint, though. It has something to do with the Apostles. I thought that would help you. Yes, the prayer is the Apostles' Creed, and the words I am referring to are, From thence he, Christ, shall come to judge the living and the dead. Does that mean that some people will not actually die before the last judgment? It could mean that. As a matter of fact, some very smart Catholic writers think it does mean that. It really does not make a great deal of difference, though, as long as you believe, which you must, that every single person will be judged by a blessed Lord, and every single person will be judged not once, but twice. Who can give me the name of the first judgment? That's right, it's called the particular judgment. The very instant your soul leaves your body, it is judged by Jesus Christ, our Lord. Then your soul is put in one of three places. If you die without a single stain of sin upon your soul, and you do not owe God anything at all for sins which you may have told in confession, you will be admitted into heaven at once. You will then enjoy the companionship of the Blessed Trinity, and all the angels and saints in heaven, forever. But if you have the terrible misfortune of dying with serious sin upon your soul, you will be condemned to the fires of hell forever, and you will suffer endlessly. What happens if you're not good enough for heaven, and not bad enough for hell? In such a case you will be put in purgatory, 
and you'll stay there until your soul is purged or cleaned of all its faults. When your soul is finally snow-white, God will admit you into heaven, and you will be happy with him there forever. What about the other judgment which I mentioned? What do we call that? Yes, it's the general judgment. On that day, every human being who has ever lived will stand before God, so that each person's guilt or goodness will be made known to the entire world. But what's the reason for another judgment? Will God change his mind about some of his decisions? Will he discover new evidence, as sometimes happens in our courts here on earth, which will require a new trial? Absolutely not. God cannot possibly make a mistake. He knows all things. A person's judgment will not be changed, except for one point. At the end of the world, at the general judgment, purgatory will no longer exist. Those who died in serious sins will go to hell forever. Those who died in God's friendship will go to heaven forever. I realize that many of you are still puzzled. You're wondering, what's the sense of having another judgment if no one's final sentence is going to be changed? Well, here's the reason. Very often in this life, as some of you may have already noticed, and as all of you will realize when you get older, the good people seem to suffer, and the wicked people seem to be having a swell time. It doesn't seem fair or just, on God's part, to let the sinners get away with it. That's exactly why God will have a general judgment. He wants everyone to understand how fair he was in dealing with us. It will be perfectly clear that everyone was given an opportunity to get to heaven. We'll see then that the good things which wicked people had on this earth were a reward from God for the few good actions which they did. For their sins, though, they will be punished forever. We'll see, too, that the crosses and difficulties which God allowed to come to good people were the very things which drew those people closer to Him, and because they carried their crosses in union with our blessed Lord on earth, they will be His companions in heaven. Let me finish this little talk by reminding you of a very important bit of information. If you want to have a big drag with the judge on Judgment Day, go to Holy Communion every chance you get. Do you know why? Because the person who will be your judge is the very same person whom you received in Holy Communion, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. End of section 17